Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and yes, once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. You win some, you lose some, and some you just throw away. Case in point, your New York Mets. As for your New York Yankees, they had themselves a very nice win yesterday in the Bronx. But sometimes I just wonder, do they really understand how to play the game of baseball? So, like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And when I say win some, lose some, throw some away, oh boy. Or do they understand how to play the game of baseball? Uh, let me put it into the words of the great, late, great Casey Stangle, the one and only Casey, who was the manager of your lovable expansion New York Mets back in 1962. Those Mets who had a record of 40 wins, 120 losses with one tie. Casey said, can anybody here play this game? Can anybody here play this game? And I'm watching baseball being played yesterday, and I'm like shaking my head. As miserable as a season as it has been for the New York Mets, which they are proving to be the worst team money can buy. And I'm not picking on the Mets. I'm telling it straight. They are proving to be the worst team that money can buy. And is is with all the problems and all the underachieving and everything that we've seen thus far this season, it hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday. It, it was, it was a... I kept thinking about Casey Stangle and the 62 Mets. It it wasn't even, you know, the 62 Mets were at least lovable. They were comical. These Mets in 2023 are not comical. They're not funny. They're not adorable. It's, It's depressing. It's, it's depressing. I, I mean, I'm watching a game yesterday. You know, here they are on the road against a division rival. You got a chance to take two or three from your division rival. I mean, you know, you, you're, you're in deep doo-doo anyway. You, you, right now they're 15 games out of first place. You forget first place. Anybody who has grandeurs of first place, including the Mets, are nuts. Okay. And quite frankly, they're eight and a half games out in the wild card race, I think it is. And guys, you, what am I talking about? I'm wasting my breath with, based on what I've got to see yesterday, it was embarrassing. They had themselves a 6-3 lead, a 6-3 lead in the eighth inning, you know, I don't know if any of you were watching. I'm sure some of you are your Yankee fans and you were watching the Yankees. I'm flipping back and forth to both like my head was like a ping pong ball. And 
then winning 6-3 going into the bottom of the eighth inning. And this is shaping up to be a nice victory. It, it really is shaping up to be a nice victory. So what happens? We go to the bottom of the eighth. Josh Walker is on the mound. He issues a walk, a single, and a walk. So, you know, when you're in a 6-3 ball game and you walk, you put the bases loaded with no out, you start to get a little antsy. You start to feel a little indigestion. You start to say to yourself, screw this. Whatever you got in your hand, you're throwing it at the TV. And you Met fans know who you are because there's plenty of you who we hear griping and reading about and on Twitter and Facebook and on talk radio. You know who you are. Don't get me wrong. Met fans aren't alone. There's plenty of Yankee fans out there as well doing the same. But we'll get to you guys later. So in comes Jeff Brigham. Bags jacked. Nobody out. And he gets Alec Bohm to hit into a double play ball. But Brett Beatty, unfortunately, third baseman, throws the ball away. Throws an errand throw to Jeff McNeil at second. Everybody's safe. The run scores. It is now a 6-4 ball game. A 6-4 ball game. If that wasn't bad enough, Brigham proceeds to walk Brandon Marsh, forcing in a run to make it 6-5. All right? I want to throw up just reading this. I mean, I'm feeling like I'm on a the roller coaster, the cyclone in Coney Island. Then he's got Kyle Schwarber up. He's got him at 0-2. He's got him at 0-2. He subsequently hits him with a pitch. Hits him with a pitch. After walking in a run, he hits Schwarber. So now it's 6-6. Up steps Trey Turner. And what's he do? He hits Turner with the pitch to force in the go-ahead run, and they lose, the Mets lose 7-6. I mean, I don't know what you do with this team. I don't know. And, 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 you know, he wasn't using his frontline relievers. Buck Showalter. You know, wanted to give some of them a rest. And I get it. Overworked, taxed, whatever. But you know what? This is the big leagues. And you're in dire straits. There's no rest for the weary here because we're all getting weary of seeing baseball being played this way. I mean, it was flat out terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. A 7-6 loss. A 7-6 loss. That, that, think about it. They scored four runs in that inning on one Stinking hit. One hit. 
For all the miserable losses they've had this season, this was the worst. They're owners of a 35-42 and 42 record. I don't know what, what the Mets do from here. I don't know where they go. And unfortunately, you know, you, you, you also got a nice performance, his second, you know, perform, good performance in a row from Matt, Max Scherzer yesterday. Great. Any kind of momentum that you could have had was pissed away with the performance by the Mets yesterday. Pissed away. Just ugly, ugly, ugly. I don't know where you go, what you do with this team. I really don't. You know, and this is not... I don't nickel and dime. I don't pick for the sake of picking. But this this is this is not minor league baseball. It's not triple A, it's not double A, it's not A ball. It's not even little league. It's just embarrassing. It, and it just goes it seems to be going from bad to worse. I don't know what they're going to do. I really don't know what the Mets are going to do. You know, there's been all kinds of talk. Should they be sellers? Should they trade this guy? Should they trade that guy? I'll tell you what, folks. As far as I'm concerned with this team, they've been the biggest disappointment in baseball by far. And it's, you know what? It's not just, it's not just the money, okay? Because I'm going to say this, you know, to a lot of the fans and media out there. Plenty of the media is just as guilty as some of the fans. The second guess is easy. But I didn't hear any first guesses when all the the money was being spent on, on bringing in Verlander and, and, and spending on this and doing that and blah, 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 blah. And a 350 $60, $70 million payroll, whatever the hell it is. Give or take a few nickels and dimes. Nobody was complaining where the direction of the team was going. Now, now I'm I'm hearing all kinds of stuff. Well, they're older. There's no game plan. What were they doing? Why aren't they uh, bringing up young players? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? And and you get the same thing with the Yankees. But like I said, I'll get to the Yankees. But to me. This is just the team. I, I mean, it's been awful. And, and look, Brett Beatty made a bad error yesterday. A bad, he's a young guy, made a bad error at a crucial time. The score could have been 6 4. If it was a double play, score would have been 6 4 with two out and one runner on. Instead, it was 6-4, bases still jacked with nobody out. But here's another thing that I I always say this. I've, I've said this for years and years about earned run averages and stuff like that. How about the pitchers picking up the guys when somebody makes an error? How about that? I always used to say that. 
you know, let, let's say it is two out in an inning. And an infielder makes an error. The guy should have been out of the inning. But then the pitcher gives up a hit. Maybe gives up a walk. Maybe gives up another hit. How about picking up the guy who made the problem? Who made the error? Right? You never hear it go the other way. They're never raving about the guy who saved the pitcher's ass for making a great play when he was thinking to join out or not throwing well. It's terrible. Just just terrible. Then, then there was also there was another situation in the game. I think it was the fifth inning. Dominic uh, Leon was on the mound. Trey Turner walks. There was a throw over to first base. But, you know, after the one throw, because of the stupid rule, that it, you, if, you, you, if you throw over more than, than twice, uh, you better get the guy out, otherwise it's a balk. So anyway, he threw over once. Turner stole, but he he didn't have to run. He could have walked. It was embarrassing. I mean, he he was already past the midpoint between first and second when a pitch was being thrown. Then he steals third, and then it's a bad throw by uh, Navarez, uh, the catcher which, first of all, he threw around the batter. That was a mess. The ball goes out, so run scored there. I mean, it was just terrible. That that At that juncture, I think it made it 4-3. It's been ugly, ugly baseball. And so I, I don't want to hear, you know, I'm sick of hearing, well, you know, the guys, well, and we hear this from Buck Showalter and Aaron Boone. Well, the guys are trying. They're trying. They care. They care. Mazel tov. They care. Good boy. You care. You want to, Should I give you a cookie because you care? You're supposed to care. This is your livelihood. You're getting paid a lot of money to produce, not just to care. And, and you know, I know what he meant, but I've heard Max Scherzer say this on more than one occasion the last two weeks. He said it after his last performance, uh, the, the previous one, and I believe, I believe it was again after yesterday. He made the comment, you can't worry about results. You worry about results, it'll, uh, results, it'll drive you crazy. You drive you nuts. You can't worry about results. He, he says, just worry about the process. Let me tell you something, Max and everybody else, you're being paid 43.3 million simoleons a year. You know why? To get results, not for the process. And time is running out on results. So you better start producing some results. Don't tell me about the process. And don't tell me I don't want to hear these guys care and, and it takes its toll and they're frustrated. Yeah, hello. They should be frustrated. 
They're getting paid a lot of money to, you know what? Forget the money. It's your job. You chose to be baseball players, major league players. So start playing like major leaguers. How about that? Now, as for the Yankees, great win yesterday. Great 5-3 win over a very good Texas Rangers team. A very, very good Texas Rangers team. And they took two out of three. After taking two out of three from the Mariners, nice 4-2 and two homestand before heading out. Now they're going to face a couple of teams. They're going to face the Oakland A's and the St. Louis Cardinals, two teams having miserable seasons. So maybe they can get fat on them. But clearly you can't take anything for granted. Very nice win yesterday. Uh, listen, that eighth inning when, when they came back, you know, they were down 3-2. Uh, Volpe leads off with a double infield single from Trevino. And Harrison Bader, you've heard me say this, he's w- one of the few guys on that. And I'm not, listen, Aaron Judge is excluded, okay? We know what Aaron Judge is. But other than Aaron Judge, to me, Bader is one of the few guys on his team who gives you juice and energy. Kid just has to stay healthy because he can play. Big double, two-run double. And then Stanton, you know, little icing on a cake with a much-needed RBI single, produces a 5-3 win. And, you know, once again, a bullpen doing a job. But let me go back to the first inning. Let me go, please, let me go back to the first inning. Gleba Torres leads off with a double. All right? He leads off with a double. Then I'm going to bloop to short right. Gleba just keeps on running. The ball is caught. Gleba is easily doubled up. He doesn't he didn't even he just kept running to third base. You've heard the criticism of Gleba before. I don't pick on him, or I haven't, but that was just stupid. You hear people say about his IQ that he doesn't have an IQ for baseball. He certainly didn't show it any IQ with that. I have three grandsons. They're five, seven, and eight. The seven and eight-year-olds play baseball, you know? And I'm an assistant coach on both their teams. They're on different teams. And the biggest thing with the kids at this age, the biggest thing we tell them, you know, if it's hit on the ground, you got to go. But if it's hit in the air, if you're not going to listen to me, you have to watch where the ball is going. You can't just run because they're going to get you in a double play very easily. That's for seven and eight-year-old kids, not for Gleba Torres. So you got a good chance, a leadoff batter on. And First of all, you're a team that you know is in dire straits when it comes to trying to score runs. And you just piss away a chance to score a run. All right? You just throw the chance away. 
Then you go to the bottom of the second inning. Now the score is already 3-0. So with the score 3-0, you know the Yankees are in a serious hole. In a serious hole with a Valdi on the mound for the Rangers, good pitches, serious trouble. DJ LeMayu, who's been having his troubles, comes through with a big two-run double with nobody out. So all of a sudden, that 3 nothing deficit is erased, and it's now 3-2. Billy McKinney, who, quite frankly to me, uh, I'm really starting to really like this kid. Talk about somebody who can supply energy. He gets a clutch hit. He can hit a home run. He plays a nice left field. And what's he do with DJ on second? He gives you what is termed as a productive at-bat. Very simple. Nothing fancy. He hit a ground ball out to first. DJ advances to third, one out. So up steps the kid that I love, Anthony Volpe. Swish, swish, whiff. Volpe strikes out. Trevino would follow. And that was that. Rally killed. Now, Volpe was at the plate. You Guys, gals, you know how much I love Anthony Volpe, how much I've endorsed him, and I continue to do so. But where, where is the thinking, the IQ for Anthony, and where is the coaching? Where is the coaching? Now, I gave Anthony credit earlier, you know, when I told you about the, the clutch leadoff double he had in the, in the uh, eighth inning. And he's delivered clutch hits this year. And he has his 10 home runs. But in that situation, and you got a guy like Volpe up, shorten your swing, get the ball, you got a man on third. Get the ball to the right side, and a run's going to score, and you're going to have a 3-3 ball game. Instead, Anthony Volpe is swinging from his heels, from his ass. He's trying to launch bombs. Trying to launch bombs. I'm sick of hearing about bombs and launch angles and exit velo. Hit me a simple ground ball to the right side, Anthony, and you got yourself a tie game. But that doesn't happen. So again, I want to know where is where is the coaching on this? I mean, I put it on Volpe. I put it on the coaches because we've seen this time again. He just He's swinging from his heels. How, how about shortening it up? You know, they were talking about this uh, yesterday d- during the Yankee game, how the Texas Rangers, you know, they get two strikes. or two. They shorten up their swing, and those guys can thump. Where is that? Where's the thinking on that? Where is the thinking on that? That, to me, is extremely frustrating. But I'm not just going to, you know... To me, that's that stuff has to be fixed. But I don't want to just be negative because, again, it was a nice win. It was a nice homestand for the Yankees. Um, another thing I was very pleased about, they had a great one nothing win on Saturday with uh, Seve Luis Severino going six scoreless innings. And that was a Seve that we need. A Seve who, who gives you... Don't worry about strikeouts. Worrying about worry about pitching because that's the problem today. Pitchers don't pitch anymore; they throw. 
the really good ones pitch. Garrett Cole pitches. Pitch, not just throw. And a couple of other issues with the Yankees. Listen, the Aaron Judge situation is what it is. So Aaron announces that he's got a torn ligament in his toe. I would have thought that because, I mean, this has taken a long time, and I think it's going to take an even longer time. He's a big six foot seven man, weighing what two hundred and eighty pounds, whatever the hell it is, and it's on his back foot, his right toe. You know that's hard. But if he can't come back, and he's not coming back anytime soon, that's what I was just belly aching about with Volpe and the Volpe. I just use that as an example. This team, and I said it last year, where's the small ball, the ability to play small ball? You are not a thumping team anymore. You have to scratch for runs. You will not be a thumping team until Aaron Judge returns. So figure out a way to manufacture runs. One way of doing that is small ball, being able to lay down a bunt. It doesn't have to be against... Kleber Torah's religion for Boone to say, lay down a bunt. Everybody on a team should know how to bunt. But you've heard me say this before. And the other piece of Yankee business, listen, there was a whole thing with Josh Donaldson. I'm not making more of it than it is. Donaldson's hitting, what, a buck 25, whatever the heck it is. So, and he hasn't been playing, and there was a meeting. He had a talk with Aaron Boone yesterday, and they wouldn't really divulge what it was talking about, but Boone uh, was saying to Meredith Morakovich, well, we talk about a lot of things, but but I say, um, listen, uh, uh, he, you know, we expect to use him, we, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? If you expect to use him, then use him. I'm not saying they should because he's not producing, and I don't even know if they're going to keep him. But if they don't keep him, and should they release him anytime soon, then Aaron Boone and the Yankees are going to look real bad. Real bad. So I just hope they all had their stories straight on this one. Because the way they were talking, well, everything's fine. Yeah, he's going to be playing. Oh, okay. Why are you going to play somebody batting a buck 25? Tell me that. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can check out my website, as always, at russsalzberg.com. Now I got to thank uh, my home here at believe.com because, as I tell you all the time, Believe is indeed the number one podcast network for professionals. And above all, got to thank you, the fans out there, because without you, the fans out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. And of course, I remind you once again, if you haven't done so already, please download the Yes app. Tell your friends and family to do the same. Download the Yes app. So every week they can get me on my video podcast of Get a Load of This on the Yes app which a new one comes out every Tuesday. 
But until then, until the next time we speak or see each other, it is Ira Salzberg saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.